Man, my bad, y'all. Y'all didn't even hear that. Can y'all hear me now? Press one if you can hear me. I had it muted on accident. Good God almighty. Can y'all hear me now? Press one. Cool. Wait, we can't hear in the comment section. Let me know if y'all can hear me now on YouTube. Cool, y'all can hear me now. Got it. All right, so back to what I was saying. Now I got to give y'all the minimal version. So uh, we did the FBA Expo this weekend. I spoke about digital real estate and the teachings, of course. Um, in the midst of that, I documented the process as I always do. Uh, we had the uh, uh, we had a video. We hopped out the Rose Wars. We was going to get something to eat, but also at the conference as well. I'll show y'all the video uh, in the midst of this, and I'll show y'all the post that was made last night. Uh, well, yesterday I got a lot of great feedback from the video because a lot of y'all know my story and where I came from. But there was also some people that had some critiques, like, "Man, what is this?" or "This is peacocking." I never even knew what that word was, but peacocking. And uh, the brother was like, "Man, the video. This is some." Dumb S-H-I-T. I get it. Um, and so last night we was on uh, Twitter spaces and some people had some things they wanted to say. So I said, man, let's set up a room. Well, the brothers, you know, set up a room and we addressed them one on one, addressing some of the concerns and what they thought about the video. And we was able to come to common grounds with one of the brothers. Well, I woke up this morning. Uh, the brother had made a post, gave his opinion and somebody tagged me in the video because it was me in the video. And I said, well, man, let's go live about it. Let's talk about it. And uh, we can agree or we can agree to disagree moving forward. So the brother name is uh, Brother uh, Kymon, um, uh Freeman. And I just want to have a one-on-one discussion about it. So let me bring him on now uh, and he can introduce himself and then we can go ahead and get started. Go ahead, brother. I can't I can't hear you. Uh, you got to You got to hit the unmute button again. Yeah, it says you muted. You still muted. Hold on, let me see something. Okay, talk now. Okay, we you good now? There we go. There we go. You got me there? Yes, sir. All right. Peace and blessings, family. This is Kimon Freeman, Angry Black Man in Therapy, uh, representing WEAC Radio in Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm on the radical side of Martin King Avenue um, here. And actually, we got um, Brother Minister playing on the um, loudspeakers. The studio um, looks a lot like um, this, the radio station that was designed in Spike Lee's um, Do the Right Thing. I mean, I'm doing, getting my Sam Jackson on here. Uh, and I said this off air, and I want to say this again to your audience. Uh, is that this is a wonderful um, um, uh, gesture for you to invite me um, on to have this conversation. It shows a lot of maturity on your part uh, because our people need to see uh, uh, us having uh, differences of opinion, dialogue, debates uh, without being disagreeable uh, because our whole um, point and purpose is to move us forward. And um, I just want to acknowledge that publicly that uh, you have uh, my utmost um, respect for being such a young man, uh, which is such a level of maturity at this stage in the game. I'm excited to see what you do next. Praise be to Allah. So what I do, I'll go ahead and put the post on the screen so y'all can see it for yourself. And then I'll let him kind of go first and give his thought process behind the caption, behind the video. And then I'll show what he put on the video instead of what I had on the video. And then I'll, he'll go. And then I, I, I'll go after him. So as y'all can see, here is the post right here. The caption up front, that's Brother King Cam's post. So this is the video that was made for me, but Brother King Cam reposted it. So brother, uh, uh, the brothers put on the post, we created the greatest organization the black man has ever seen, Negus, F it up. So this is his quote that he's putting on my video. Uh, this is Spike Lee's Malcolm X. 
Uh, he put, I strongly disagree with him. This image is not an accurate, accurate representation of the messenger. So I replaced the original selected soundtrack of DJ Khaled's Grateful featuring Vori with the key scene in Mal uh, uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X when he confronts his mentor who offers to buy him out. It is a purpose that this young man chose. Man, and I and I know I'm probably messing that thing up. Young man it's chose. Apropos. Apropos. That this mm -hmm. young man chose DJ Khaled for his sad representation because Khaled could be Palestine, uh, Palestine's finest, but rather chooses to remain silent and simply glorify his wealth and ignore the suffering of Palestinians. Much like Negroes in the Roseworth think they made it while our oppressors destroyed the world and our people continue to destroy themselves. Make it make sense. All right. Now. Because some of y'all probably haven't seen Malcolm X movie or something like that, I want to go to the uh, the video uh, so that you guys can see it, and then we're going to get the brothers uh, get the brothers feedback on it. Uh, let me see here. See. All right. So this is the. Uh, I'm about to share my screen so y'all can see it. All right, boom. So here's the video and what he put on there. Little, little. The nation's grown. We've grown with it. You know our people. They want their leaders to be prosperous. One hand washes the other. I'm telling you God's words and not no hustle. You remember that, Brother Banks? That's what you told me in prison. I'm telling you God's words, not no hustle. Malcolm, what do you want? A new car? A new house? All right, so that was the post. So I'll let the brother go ahead and give his perspective and mindset behind doing that to the video and putting that audio and, and the capture. So I'll let you take it, take it away from here. Well, I think that... Um, the, the video that you posted uh, uh, originally um, uh, was offensive be to those who are the have-nots. Uh, and you were speaking the language of the haves. Uh, I think my video uh, was speaking the language uh, um, of the have-nots and offensive to the haves. So let's start there. Uh, and hopefully at the end of this conversation, we would have um, um, narrowed the ocean of divide between those two um, positions. Uh, again, the words that you see are quotes um, from the Academy Award uh, nominated um, film um, um, Spike Lee um, did for, due to, uh, excuse me, for um, Malcolm X. And I urge everyone in the sound of uh, our voice um, to um, view that film. It should be required viewing. Um, we can have some critiques to it because any piece of art um, is worthy of, of um, critiques, but I think it's pretty spot on and it had uh, the approval of um, Dr. Betty Shabazz, uh, among others. Uh, having said that, uh, I think we are really on a slippery slope if we're going to um, equate uh, our success um, an accurate, accurate measurement of our success by um, possessions or materials or, or what have you, also as um, um, unsuccessful. I don't think that is an uh, accurate measurement that we should be using. It's a slippery slope. And in that, that scene that, uh, for those who didn't see the film, 
was Malcolm um, um, confronting his mentor, who you heard it. He offered him um, 40 pieces of silver. Uh, and we need to understand that if we are to uh, challenge this system, um, we need to be rebels in that system. We don't need to be bigger and better capitalists uh, within that system. Um, we are not um, in bondage where we have to actually pay for our freedom to our oppressors, uh, where they make money and we still end up broke. I'm not here to uh, justify poverty or poor righteous teachers or the merits of, of, of um, suffering economically. We're not here to criticize those who are successful. It's just that when you are successful, those who um, are a lot is given a lot is required. And I think that in watching this video, without knowing the background of the event that um, that uh, you guys participate in, not knowing the content um, of your presentation, and, and even what the NOI uh, uh, has uh, a reputation of, of being, you know, a refuge for uh, lost souls that was, you know, pulled out of the gutter and, and cleaned up and made to be upstanding men and women, um, that is not the message that you are going to get uh, when these clean cut cats jump out of the, um, those Bentleys. Um, they're going to get the, um, you know, the balling out thing. We we will be hard to distinguish between a BET video and what you projected in that instance. I think you had the right intentions in, in terms of a victory lap um, and the work you were doing. I, I, I apologize that I wasn't aware of your work before, prior to this um, opportunity to speak with you here today, but the little bit of information I did ascertain from you, um, you have a lot to be uh, proud about and you deserve a uh, victory lap. And I saw how you made that uh, video going from zero to 60 from, you know, uh, few, just a few short years ago to now. No one's is trying to take away your success. What I would like to be able to do is to give you some caution and it's going forward because as I said that um, if I was successful at 25 with millions of dollars, I probably would do some dumb shit like posting pictures in front of cars too because I would think that that is what success looks like. But as I quoted Muhammad Ali in that post as well, is that the man that thinks the same at 20 that he does at 50 has wasted 30 years of his life. So um, one of the things that um, I learned in the last book I read, which was Will Smith's autobiography, I urge everybody to read that too, explains everything. Um, he said that um, he introduced the notion that in an argument, in a dispute, we have been conditioned to believe that one person is right and one person is wrong. But in actuality, both of you could be right or both of you could be wrong. Now it's up to the, um, the our audience to decide what they choose to believe, but I'm submitting that we are both right. I'm submitting that um, as a young person, you see nothing wrong with posting pictures in front of uh, expensive cars as a mark of success, because that's what young people do. But when you're my age, you, is that's not what you're going to do. So you're doing what you believe to be right at that age. And I admit to you, and I concurred that fact publicly, that I would probably have done the same exact thing at that age. But I'm not at that age. So I, it's my job as an OG to, 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 to drop some jewels and share game and some insight so young, talented brothers such as yourself don't waste so much time to get to where we are right now in, in, in our um, uh, matriculation and in wisdom. So that's pretty much in a, a nutshell on my position. 
and I turn it over to you and we can go from there. All right. You said something. You said the video was offensive to the have nots. Can you give context on that? Yeah. I mean, if, you know, when you're watching television, you don't see a commercial with, you know, half a loaf of bread. You don't see a commercial with a used car. Um, you don't see a commercial for a used house. Everything is new. And so it's kind of like social media. You know, everybody is posting their wins. Everybody's winning. So when if you're not winning, then you think something's wrong with you. And that is the slippery slope with capitalism. Because in America, if you are uh, successful, it's because the American system and capitalism, it works, the American dream. But if it, but if it doesn't work, then it's not because of the system. It's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And that mindset that we have to break free from. And so when I say that it's offensive to um, have nots, that right, that image could put your lives in jeopardy in the wrong place. Because people who are starving may look at you as food, <laughs> as sustenance, as a survival. If, if I'm stuck in survival mode, that might put the very people that is hopping out of those um, expensive cars in jeopardy in the wrong place at the wrong time. And what we need to understand is that there's some people out here that don't have um, um, uh, the wherewithal to move beyond survival mode. And that's a very dangerous thing. And I think that's what's driving um, the violence in our community. It's not rocket science. Whatever you see wealth and, and uh, affluence, you're going to see peace and prosperity. Wherever you see poverty <laughs> and crime, it's going to be violence. You know, it's, it's not rocket science. When we, if we all eating, nobody's starving. No one's killing each other. But when there's inequity, that, that's what causes the problems. And so everybody can't drive um, a Bentley. You know, everybody's not going to be able to uh, attain uh, a Rolls Royce. And, you know, again, like I, I get it. You know, my men- my mentor has a Rolls Royce pulled up from the studio, hopped out, riding, you know, uh, it's a nice, nice experience. But it's not something that the common person can aspire to and shouldn't uh, aspire to, is my uh, opinion, because, again, that's not an ma- accurate um, measure of liberation. If we all got uh, reparations tomorrow, is, is all of us driving Rolls Royce is going to somehow um, um, uh, improve our, our plight in America or status in, the, in, in this world uh, or a challenge to the powers that be that is exploiting us? Uh, it would be giving money right back to the oppressors, enriching them. And then you'll see people with donuts on Rolls Royces and, 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 and you know, cars being um, 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 uh, you know, strapped. And um, so I just want to make sure that we understand that um, there is real starvation, real people suffering. And a Rolls Royce um, is a mark of excess uh, influence. Um, it's probably one of the most um, few inefficient vehicles on the road. It's probably the, is that Rolls Royce um, by its weight or, or the Hummer. I'm not sure which one it is, but I'm sure they're both in the top two. Um, but um, uh, that is the reality um, of where we are. Got it. So to summarize this, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So when I heard your answer, it sounds like, and tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you're saying it's wrong and the video was offensive to the have nots because of if they see us and they don't have that, they will have the thought of wanting to do something because they have the lack thereof. It brings attention, it brings maybe negative energy that, that, that makes us seen and they will want to come do something negatively because they may not have 
the money. Is that safe to say? Kind of like what your response was. That's uh, that's safe to say. But on top of all that, it, it reinforces the stereotype of 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 um the you know the um the, the poverty pimp preachers. You know the the stop the co congregation starving, but they got the Bentley parked out in front of the um the church. You know, and I know that's not what you are about. I know that's what not. I know that's not what NOI is about. But when we see these images, it's hard to tell the difference, especially to young people who don't know the story. There we go. Um, and that's that's why it's a slippery slope. And I hope that we can put caution to win so we can distinguish uh, between uh, our righteous teachers and those who are uh, here to exploit us. Thank you for saying that. Do you think it's something wrong? with a teacher, coach, preacher, or minister having the best of the best luxury vehicle? And if so, no, if so, why? No, you, you should not be penalized because you're successful. That should not be a penalty. But just like we should be ta saying tax the rich, we should not be um, uh, ignoring um, the ocean of this, uh, of um, um, that's this, this disparity between the haves and the have-nots that that we're that we're dealing with, um, typically in the black experience, you know, you want to get out of the ghetto, so you you're you're you'll go um, to a white area because uh, that's what your mark of influence is. That was your mark of of success to move into that area. But then we see how white people have gentrified our very hoods. Once we've become abandoned and ran down, they see the value in it, buy it up cheap, invest in it and build it up. And guess what? When it looks good and it's all great, now we can't afford to be here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So we have to recognize our value and our value is beyond the measurement of possessions. The bigger house, the bigger that's, that, that is what my generation um, parents uh, told us, get a good government job to get a, you know, you know, move out of the suburbs, get a big house. That was going to be our liberation. And we found out that that was a false set of goods it was based mm -hmm. on a false, net, uh, a false faulty premise. And I see a slippery slope. If we continue to use these trinkets to somehow make us feel as if we have arrived, mm -hmm. that is a faulty premise. And we need to acknowledge that. Now, if, you know, I, you know, I, I drive a baby Tesla. So, but I'm cognizant that I'm not going to park that Tesla uh, on, the, on the poorest block in the poorest hood, which my studio is in, but it's gentrifying rapidly um, because I know that's sending off the wrong, 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 wrong message mm. because, but I'm not going to sit here and take pictures in front of it and repping um, uh, Elon Musk, who I'm strongly against, you know? So unless um, that um, Rolls Royce was, was obtained from a black dealership, and you got to deal with that black dealership, then I, I see the value of, of what you're doing when you posted that. But outside of that, it doesn't make as much sense as um, uh, the message that we didn't get to hear, we didn't get to see. The eyeballs are looking at the car. The people on the low vibration is looking at the car. Come on. They're not paying attention to the content. And I just, I just want to encourage you, young brother, to do more with your content because I want to hear what you had to say. I want to learn um, some of these skill sets that you have developed that put you in this position that you are in today at such a young age. I salute that. So no weight or, or, or shape, form, or, or, or size is penalty for success is in play here. That's not the case at all. It's just that 
Bun B just said, and I just saw a video uh, a few uh, minutes ago before we came on. He said, if you can look at somebody and tell how much money they got, they not they don't really have money. You mm. know, you know, I I met a, I met a billionaire, um, George Soros. I met George Soros. I don't know how much money George Soros, but a couple billion. And he he pulls up in a plain black plain black car, cops out, got on these um the little brown boating shoes white people like to wear. Um, uh, button-down shirt and jeans. Yeah. Only thing that had any hint of money on him, but he had a nice bull of a watch. Yeah. Um, and he's worth billions of dollars. You know, he's not grandstanding with 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 that. We're blending easily. But when our, to, to quote the great philosopher uh, Fifty Cent, he says that when uh, if appearance is your greatest asset, then you're gonna do some whole shit. And that's why you see all the our sisters out there, you know, showing their bodies on IG models and blah blah to get the eyeballs, because that's their biggest asset is their appearance. So that's what they're leading with. It's, but they could be have a they could have a brilliant mind. They could have uh, uh, you know uh, uh, a scientific answer to cure cancer, but we will never know it because what we're seeing. You know what I'm saying? So what we have to do, young brothers, be cognizant that yes, there are wolves out here that will prey on opportunities that. That those type of peacocking, as you you used, um, that's an OG. Um, that's why you ain't familiar with that one. Um, showboating will get put you in danger, in. so is it really worth it? You know, well, see, here, um, so in the, the practical application of things. So here's my thing with that, right? So whether if I post it online or not, there is millions. There is actually more people that will see me offline then we'll probably see me online. The amount of people that sees the video online not flying to Texas for that video. They they if they ain't got the money, they sure ain't finna fly all the way to Texas to uh, probably get themselves hurt. So to come out, to, to there's more people that see me in person that will be able to hurt me versus the video. So whether if I film myself or not, if I got that type of car, what you're saying is gonna happen either way. The other, the other point I want to make is that if I would have made that same video in a 2009 Grand Prix, you probably wouldn't have made this video. Nobody Absolutely on Twitter, I, anybody on Twitter would have said something, and that is the reason that I posted it. We, it's normal for a black man to get out of a two. It's, that's normal for a 2019. I mean, a 2002. If I got out in a raggedy two, 2001. Wouldn't nobody say, man, look at this. Why is this brother driving this? Something is wrong. We wouldn't say nothing. But because there's a luxury vehicle, we say something is wrong when we're taught by the minister to have the best car. The heat that the guy wanted us to have the luxury car and to have a home like the palace. So I want to read something to you and get your perspective on this. This is 1972 Power of Love Lecture. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is talking about actually something similar. He says, he's quoting other people. You say, well, the people are poor. The minister's saying, I didn't make them poor. Yeah, well, why should you wear fine clothes if the people don't have any? Now he's responding. If the people follow the same God I'm teaching them about, they won't be raggedy, naked, hungry, and out of doors. What the hell is wrong with you? What's your thoughts? on that mindset and that response from the minister when at that time he is addressing people being jealous at that time. And this is his response. I didn't make them poor. So yeah, we're talking about the have nots and maybe they do feel that way if somebody roll up in the Bentley, but the minister response is I didn't make them poor. And if you follow the God that I'm following, you wouldn't be in that condition. What's your thoughts? Well, I was first say that, um, I'm, I don't, I don't deal with jealousy. 
um, or envy or any of those um, those um, those sins, because that's um, unforgivable amongst um, true true brotherhood. Uh, I I don't know the context of the overall comment came from, but from what I can ascertain, um, I think that he was alluding to the economic structure that the NOI has um, created. Um, the NOI has not only saved lives, they have created um, opportunities for uh, economic opportunities for um, our people. And I think in from what I can ascertain is that he's alluding to that spirit of self-determination and independence and do for self is what the God um, would um, bless you for if we was able to, um, um, if he was able to follow those teachings and doing for self. Um, I don't think uh, it's just related simply to having um, faith. I think faith without works is dead and we need to acknowledge some of the good works that have produced some of these resources, uh, particularly um, as I pointed out with the NOI. So I think that needs to be um, said. But the NOI is not able to accommodate uh, all the needs uh, of our people. And I know for a fact that um, um, Brother Minister cares um, for the uh, well-being of all of his people, whether they are in the NOI or, or not. Uh, he cares for uh, Black people worldwide. Uh, particularly black people in in, uh, in this country. Mm -hmm. And I remember he uh, was uh, soliciting support from um, um, Brother Gaddafi, who was assassinated by Barack Obama, uh, uh, and, and and Libya was destroyed, an African nation with the highest standard of living. Uh, he was not allowed to, um, to accept the donations that Gaddafi was doing. But he said that he was using that money explicitly for the betterment of um of the black people who were suffering in america that's yeah. what it was especially there for so he was going to make um um uh, um uh, opportunities to bring bring them up so i want to make sure that we understand that in that context that he wasn't turning his back on um uh, the have-nots and we say he didn't make them poor and he is you know as if he doesn't have any interest in alleviating their poverty uh because poverty is terrorism you know Martin Luther king said that you know nelson Mandela said that yeah and but in here, the nation's capital, 30% um, uh, of our children live in poverty, right? That's twice the national average. And so how do you think it makes them feel? Because you might have good intentions. You're a big, you're a success. You're coming back home. You're driving this big Rolls Royce to show that I made it out. You can make it too when you shouldn't be trying to make it out. You should be trying to make it better. <laughs> let's, let's stop running away from the problem and deal with the problem head on. Mm -hmm. But you might think that you're inspiring them but in actuality, you're discouraging them. No, you're making them feel you're making them feel worse because you have something that they feel like they possibly would never have, and most likely they won't. And it's going to make their suffrage even more acute. Like you hear all the times people say, "Oh, we was poor when we was kids, but we didn't know we was poor because everybody was poor." So I'm not here to justify poverty. I'm here to justify the real life existence of the immense disparities of wealth and us not mimicking our oppressors' behavior when we get access to resources. Okay, that is the, I, the, I the base of my. Now, you said mimic the oppressor's behavior when we get well, but you just told me about this white billionaire who pulls up in a regular black car. Regular black car. He's not showboating. So how did I, how is that, how is pulling up in the Rolls Royce mimicking the oppressor? 
Okay, because that was unusual. <laughs> most, <laughs> most, well, 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 now I think about it. I mean, I, 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 I got to be honest. I've only met one billionaire. <laughs> so I don't have a point of reference for how, how billionaires move, but I'm pretty sure a lot of them have, you know, uh, billion dollar yachts and, um, and, and, and will have extravagant things. But black people, because we have been denied um, uh, opportunity and access to resources tr traditionally uh, in the American experience, um, when we get something, we're gonna be, we're gonna be very loud about it. Um, because unfortunately our self-esteem is tied directly to a lot of material things. Black people are probably one of the largest groups of consumers in America. And America is the largest consumer nation on the planet. Let me say that again. America is the largest consumer nation on the planet and black people are one of the largest consumer groups mm -hmm. in America. And that's why we want to have the Gucci. That's why we want to have the Prada. We want to have um, um, these name brands because we our self-esteem is t is entangled um, with with those um, levels of materials and our people look up to us when we have those materials and I just want to say that that's true you everything you have said is true I'm not disputing anything you said what I'm saying is that something's wrong with that you know what's the matter boss we sick yes we are sick that somehow because you jump out of a bucket or a plain black car for that matter and i have less respect for you and the validity of what you got to say and your worth as a man and because you jump out of this bentley i have more respect for you and more attention paid to the content of your character and the value of your worth based on that something's wrong with me you teaching man you teaching come on I'm just saying that's something. And so we're here to break the chain, break the cycle, stop the bullshit. Let's flip tables, you know. And so I applaud you in actually have, having done that because this conversation will never caught, caught wind. So, um, and so I apologize um, if um, my comments or my presentation and my um, uh, uh, protest of, of um, what I deem to be offensive to the have-nots was offensive to um, my brothers because uh, we need to have space to dialogue and debate without being disagreeable. And you made that possible for us to do that. And so um, my hat goes off to you because this could have went the other way. Uh, uh, and I appreciate the fact of your maturity, making sure that we stayed on track. Praise be to Allah. You said some key points, man. And and I thank you for accepting this because there's many people that tweeted, said some stuff, but didn't accept the one-on-one -on -one dialogue. So I do respect you for that. You said that our problem, we have a problem as a people. And our problem is if I hopped out of a 2002 Mazda, I ain't finna hear what this dude got to say. But if he hops out of something a little bit more luxury, I will listen to him. Okay. You also stated that I wrote down, and we do the video, they going to see the car. They ain't trying to hear the content. Well, context is I have 40,000 posts, probably more posts than the average person have. 40,000 posts on my Instagram. Same probably amount on my Facebook. Majority of my content is the teachings. Majority of my content is my story, how I overcame, positive. I don't know. Not to talk about myself, but I know how to go viral off BS and, and, and drama and gossip, but I don't do that. I go off of 
the minister's teaching and the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or what some other black speaker have said. So majority of my content is that. And what I have noticed is when it's just a positive word, I can be given websites. I can be given direct practical game, not just philosophy. The views are little. The likes are little. The comment engagement isn't a lot. But when they see some type of luxury, when they see, oh, they dressed up, they listen. They tuned in. And another thing I was saying to another brother, if I was to hop out in the car or somebody was to pull up in a, in a, in a Rolls Royce, Bentley, whatever, Lambo, the average person that I'm trying to reach, the young brother in the streets, they're going to think he got to be a D-boy, dope boy. He, gotta, he, he doing something illegal. He's a scammer or he's in the streets. Why is that? Why isn't the first thought, man, he must got a business? Why isn't the first thought he must have a product and has helped impact thousands of people to be able to reward himself? Why isn't that the first thought? The first thing we think is something negative. That's what I want to actually change. Material wealth isn't success. And let me go into the video in, in my song, Grateful. If you listen to the phone, if you listen to the song, the lyrics state that I have been, let me actually, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Here's, here's the lyrics on the song so I can give everybody who's thinking it, cause I, and I appreciate you for saying it, because it's a lot of people that think what you thought but won't say it. They won't DM you about it. So I said um, in the song, where is that song at? Uh, right here. Any loss I had to take, I took it on the chin. I stood on all 10. I knew one day that we will win again. The video and the song has to go together for you to have the context. Context is I have been a part of businesses where I have helped them get to seven figures. I've been in instances where these same businesses, um, for lack, for lack of better words, I've been robbed, uh, didn't get all that I was said that I was going to get. Uh, there's been situations where I have came out of my own pocket for stuff that I probably didn't have to. Uh, there's been situations where I have post and like you, how you said, many people post just the good, not me. I'm the one who posts, Hey man, I'm on the side of the road. My car keep messing up. That's why I asked you about the grand prix. Uh, Hey man, uh, my transmission fluid is messed up. So when people see my video that been following me, they seeing the growth. It's not about me flashing the Rolls Royce. They're seeing the process of when I was live. See, many people don't post this going live in the car saying, man, I ain't got no AC in the car and I live in Texas, but Hey man, I'm not going to always be in this condition. Y'all. So that song that goes with it actually fits the narrative. The narrative is not about the Rolls Royce itself. It's about faith being the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen. Showing people that we are gods, that you can speak something into existence and you don't have to stay in poverty. I'm trying to inspire them, not coming to them saying, look at me. I'm inspired them by saying I was in your condition and probably worse. Just a couple months ago, I was posted, man, I got less than $3,000 in my bank account. And this is how I got it. That's inspiring because I'm sharing the negative side and I'm sharing the positive side. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, matter of fact, let me share exactly what the minister said himself. Because you mentioned that that also don't represent the messenger. And I believe, and I know everybody don't believe this, but I believe, and because he told us that he is the messenger's mouthpiece. So what he's saying, he's getting it directly from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So this is what the minister said about luxury. It's not one of us who have an excuse for failure if God is present in our lives, 
has told us what to do has given us a program through his servant that if we carried it out the results would be luxury and i notice in the problem book that luxury is stated first luxury well you can drive a ford if you want they have lovely fords lovely chevrolets lovely volkswagens but the luxury cars that's the one that the savior wanted you to have now you can live in a nice apartment and and improve it and get nice um carpet on the floors nice furniture but that's not what master farad muhammad wanted for you he wanted you in a good home and you can't have a good home without money now context more context when i first came into the nation of islam i was very attracted to the do for self uh teaching and uh many people took poor righteous teacher out of context in the table talk the honorable Elijah muhammad said that it's not necessarily talking about money it's that we're poor in numbers and and it's a big work that we got to do because we're the five percent I have literally had DMs from people saying, Brother Ben, how do I separate making money from business? I mean, being in the teachings and business. I said, you don't have to. We're not taught to be poor. We are taught that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taught us the reason we got the suits and the bow ties is because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wanted us to go out and be businessmen. Many people think having luxury something is wrong, which takes me to another quote the minister said. He said, I wrote the messenger and I told him I would rather stay in my apartment. Watch this. Look at your reason now. Because I didn't want to do anything that would create envy and jealousy. All right now. Now this is what the brother was just advising me of. Amongst the people. He said, the messenger told me, if you wait for the people to want you to have something, you will never have anything. He said, move in that house. Now this is coming directly from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. To the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Now, I can't speak for any other brother online because I know many people, they, they flaunting. But a lot of my marketing and my program, Digital Real Estate, is not me. Like, I have a car, uh, uh, my favorite car. It's not even the Rolls Royce. I, I own my favorite car cash, but I don't even post it a lot. People who know I got it, got it. But that's not my type of marketing. My type of marketing is if you click on the highlight section of my, of my page, and you look at the highlights. I got a whole highlight section called testimonials. And it's all testimonials from people that have made money with me. They've overcame depression with us. They've overcame the mindset that you have, that poverty mindset that we have. Hundreds of people can come bear witness how I've helped them. Not look down on them. Not talk down and say, hey, woe is me. I brought several people up with me. And what I want to do purposely, intentionally is get us out of this mindset of, man, that brother has a Rolls Royce. That brother got a Lambo. He must have done something wrong or he must be a drug dealer. I want them to say, man, that must be an impactful brother. That must be a great businessman. That must be an entrepreneur because why, does, why is it only normal for white people to have good things? Why is it only normal if a white man came up and pulled up in the nice car, we'll look like, oh, that's, that's normal. But if a black man came out, with a, with a, with a, you know, he's looking how he want. He ain't got to dress up in a suit. If he want to wear a gold chain, he can. We're going to automatically think dope dealer. And I want to kill that. And as I close, I was in the hood one day 
with the car, a brother came and spoke to me. He asked me, what do I do because of the car? Do you know we spoke about for about 30 minutes in the car? Message to the black man in America. Everybody, different fish, all, all fish don't get on the same bait. Like you said, man, I want to hear the message. You want to hear the message. You're older. You pass all the material stuff. That ain't going to get your attention. But little Bam Bam, who think the only way to be successful and get the car that he want, and there's nothing wrong with getting what he want because the minister said, here's what the minister said. He said, you want the best because you are the best, but get what you can afford. This is the minister's words. So when I want to, so when I go to the hood and I, I drive around in it, people say, I don't see nobody. I do. I go to Oak Cliff Shopping Center almost every weekend and support a black business with them juices. Why? Because I'm not, go, I, when I go down there, I'm supporting businesses. I'm promoting the businesses. I ain't did nothing wrong. All I've done was try to uplift people. So when they see me, it's like, man, you the brother who already done impacted me. Now, if I talk down, don't do, do nothing for the community and I just show up, that's a different story. So I think we have to start getting the context on people as well and I and and this is me maybe this is my young mind I want that to be the norm I'm tired of our people saying man I really want this type of house but I ain't gonna get it why not get it we only live once we're taught ain't no mystery God ain't no mystery heaven in the sky after we die why is it only okay for white folks to live good why is it only good for white folks to have 10 acres of land in their backyard and they growing their own food why we can't have that so when we say Man, I grew up from the gutter. I grew up out the mud. Man, you didn't, man, you didn't have to do that. I had to get it out the mud. I hate hearing that because there's nothing wrong with somebody having a trust fund passed down to their children. We brag because I came up from the mud and nigga, you from the suburbs. Or you had a good house, or you got a two-parent household. No, it should be normal to have your family passed down for you a business. It should be normal that your daddy was able to get you a hundred thousand. Not that we spoiling them, but I think these things should be normal. That's why I do it. So that's that's the perspective I wanted to give. And I want to play one more video of the minister before, uh, you know, I let you to respond to that. And the minister said he would not rest until we drive these type of cars. Now, I know people ain't never heard the minister say these things. That's why I keep them in my repertoire. But the minister said he would not rest till we have these type of vehicles. So we hear the spiritual aspect of it. And I think. I just want to bring the balance that, yes, we got to be spiritual, but man, we got to bring that spiritual and have some, have something that we can call our own as well. So here it is. From the depth of my heart, I will not rest until you live in a home like this one, until you drive luxury automobiles, until you wear the best clothing that the enemy makes or until you make the best for yourself. You deserve the best. Now remember what the Savior said. Work cheerfully and fear not. You are the best, the righteous, the powerful. Dear beloved followers, work cheerfully. So that's my response and my context and, and my reasoning behind it, just so that you can have it uh, for yourself. And again, I know we're in two different generations, so our reasoning and our methods may be different. But I just wanted you to know what my reasoning is. And it is not just, oh, he just on here looking like a rapper. It, it, you know, it's some context behind it. So I'll pass it over to you. 
Yeah, uh, first let me say that uh, <clears throat> I want to say happy um, belated birthday uh, to Brother Minister uh, who recently uh, um, turned 90 uh, and we hope that he continue to have um, longevity and, and good health. Um, yeah, I, I think that we need to acknowledge that in, in order for us to move forward, we have to go above and beyond where we are. Um, let me let me categorize it like this. Um, I used to work at the um, post office. I used to be a disgruntled uh, postal worker um, about when I was about your age, and I was uh, a window clerk, sold stamps, money, yours, what have you. You know, good government job that my parents still that I'm supposed to get. That's that's how we're supposed to uh, liberate ourselves, get a good government job, and. Uh, a white lady, uh, come, come to find out she was a, um, a congressman's wife. Uh, this is around 9-11. Uh, and she said some um, she said some racist shit. Um, she said that I wish they would take all these Arabs and send them back to where they came from. Mm. Now, I could have pretended like I didn't hear what she just said. You know, I could have let that go if I was concerned about my job and my possessions and my livelihood. But I felt that I had a, a, a responsibility to speak for all of our ancestors who had to buck their teeth and smile and bow their heads and lower their eyes and step off the curb uh, for white people. And I said to this woman, I said, you know, that was um, a very racist statement you just made. And it could be a very offensive to a lot of people. She said, I'm not racist. And, da, da, da. and I thought we was having a, a, a respectable debate, um, but we were not. A um, couple of um, days uh, passed by and um, um, she wrote a letter to, to um, Jesus and the 12 disciples and three more white people. And uh, I got fired as a result of, of that. So having said that, my parents found out that I, I got fired from that good government job. And they said that perhaps if I just apologize, then maybe they'll give me my job back. And I'm like, nah, I'm not apologizing for it. I meant what I said, you know, and it's for the best because I wasn't even happy there. They was like, happy? What does <laughs> who said you're supposed to be happy? It's just a job, you know? And that's when I realized that there was uh, a generational divide, that that generation had to do what they had to do to get us to where we are. And I think, again, um, previous generations saw these, these, or these resources as part of our success to move us forward. I submit to you that that is on, based on a faulty premise because all of us are not gonna be able to be millionaires. All of us are not going to be able to drive Bentleys. All of us are not going to be able to have mansions. And for the few people who do have that mansion, how many people actually live in those those, those rooms? You got a 12-bedroom house and, and four people live there. You know, does that make sense? We You should be better served. Our people will be better served if we created a, a, a building. And maybe you take the penthouse suite. That's your whole floor. And then it's, um, um, you know, workforce housing on every other floor. We need to, Farrakhan, when Brotherman said that he did not create the poverty. True. But unless we do something different, that poverty is going to remain. People are handicapped. It's a, it's a system designed to keep us where we are. And yes, um, 
one way to get out of it is for it to have a business. But everybody can have their own business. We have to challenge this system of inequity. And at some point, there has to be a conscientious rebellion in our, our consumer behavior <laughs> to do something different, to create a different paradigm. I'll I, I, I leave you with this one. I had the pleasure of um, spending the summer in Nairobi, Kenya, um, where they didn't have the luxury of having clean water. You know, 25,000 people die in Asia, Africa, Latin America simply because they don't have access to clean water. They don't have the luxury of clean water. So when we talk about luxury, that is that in itself is a subjective. What is luxury for real? Because a uh, luxury car is luxury to you. <laughs> water is a luxury to another person. So right. that that's that's subjective. Uh, but while we was there, I was part of a leadership conference, American Friends Service Committee, the good, good white folks, the Quaker organization funded it. Um, activists from all over the continent and activists from uh, all over America converged in Nairobi for six weeks uh, for a leadership conference. And I learned so much uh, how you can, you know, give aid to a country and rob them, how the IMF and the World Bank operate. Um, but we had went to see this elder, and I wish I could tell you his name, but he he was in uh, Jomo Kenyatta's uh, administration um, during his presidency, uh, fought with the Mau Mau, and they was taught, his generation was taught to believe that in order for them to get a good education, they would have to go to America. They would have to go to Europe. They would have to go to these white institutions to get the education that they needed to learn how to, uh, to run their country. And he said to me almost in tears that, uh, he was 80 some years old when, when he said this, that they was wrong, that we don't need to follow their paradigm and use their business model. We need to create our own. And what I'm submitting to you, young brother, is that a lot of things are going to change and need to change. And we cannot continue to play by the same playbook if we want to have a different future. What is the uh, definition of insanity? Doing the same thing uh, and expecting a different outcome. You know, you brothers ain't the first brothers with uh, Rolls Royces. You, know, you ain't the first brothers to see some money. You know, people say, get, get the bag, get the bag. Okay, when you get the bag, what are you going to do with it? Get money is not a full, it's not a complete statement. Money is a tool to do what? It, your whole purpose can't be too simply have a life of luxury, to simply have the car of your dreams, to simply have that big house on the hill. That can't that that should be in a reward, no problem. But that should not be the goal unto itself. Otherwise, then we are not rising to the occasion to address the real problems that's created disparities in this country, in this world, if we don't pull our resources together to create a different paradigm. You know, because otherwise we'd be just like my uh, my my uh, my my parents said. You know, you lost a good government job. Maybe you should just apologize and they give it back to you. You know, I think as a person who has lost everything, all of the material possessions, that's when you fear nothing. I think they maintain the status quo because we are afraid to lose anything. We're afraid to risk anything, and that prevents us from doing anything that separates us from the masses. And I hope that the carrot and stick approach that you're using um, uh, reaps better results for you. Uh, I hope that people are able to 
rise up to your level of thinking and realizing that these uh, material possessions are not the end of the line for you, that these would uh, just stepping stones to take you where you're going. But unfortunately, so many of us are going to be lost because they're going to engage in risky behavior, uh, dangerous, uninformed behavior in a vain attempt to acquire those things who don't have your skill set. And I hope that it never um, visits upon anyone that you know and love because we have to change a system of inequity. Otherwise, the system is going to change us. Let me ask you this. Do you think that a lot of our young people are <clears throat> choosing to go to street life because they see these rappers or they see these D-boys having homes and cars? So they say, man, this is my way of going out to get it. Do you think that's why they are going out choosing the street life? Because there's thousands of things that we can choose to, 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 to go make money. Why is it that when young people, you know, I don't want no job, why is the first thing they go to? is a dope boy and selling drugs if they want luxury things. Have you ever repeated the words to a song you know you didn't like the first time you heard it? Yeah, yeah. It gets your subconscious why, mind. Why, why would you repeat the words to a song you know you didn't like? Uh, because I've heard it so many times. So you heard it so many times. So therein lies the power of media. Whether you like it or not, because you hearing it and being exposed to it, it's going to affect your thoughts and your actions, and it's going to come out your mouth. Now, you put that powerful entity upon an impressionable mind who has a sense of desperation, and they'll do anything. Because most of the content they've been exposed to is negative. Mm -hmm. So when the, most of the, stuff, the content they're exposed to is negative, and that has the, that, that power over their thoughts and a un, a, un, a fully developed mind, then you're going to see a lot of um, senseless violence and senseless crimes. And then most of it is, is committed by people whose minds are not fully developed yet. They're in their late teens or early 20s, and your mind is not fully developed until you're 25 or um, sometimes 28. Um, so there lies a problem. And the oppressor knows this, which is why we have the largest prison system in the entire world right here in America. We only 5% of the world's population have 25% of the world's prisoners, and half of them are us. You know, over half of them are us. It's the new um, um, new slavery. The 13th Amendment never freed us. So what I'm saying to you is that having um, uh, understood our unique predicament, that our um, goalposts cannot be um, uh, mimicking our oppressor's goalposts. Get the big house, get the big car, and we good. That's not it. That's not it. It's not going to change a thing. It might change for you. When they, when the brother minister says do for self, he wasn't talking. I'm speaking for myself. My opinion is that he wasn't talking about yourself or myself. He was talking about ourselves, our people doing for ourselves. It's a we thing. And this me has to become a we for us to really, truly um, um, change the system and, and have some level of liberation. So I hope that answers your question because we got a long road ahead and we need warriors like you uh, who have developed this uh, skill set to um, to change um, the paradigm, flip the tables, flip the script. So and let's figure out how we can um, uh, where we go from here. But we're going to have to be willing uh, to risk something and we're going to have to be willing uh, to do something. And um, I would uh I'm a, a product of the Million Man March, the original one, October 16, 1995, and the Brother Minister sent us back to our communities. 
He says to do something. And I hope that um, we'll um, begin to heed that, that um, challenge and rise to the occasion. So if I'm hearing you properly, the answer to my question was because of something happens over and over again. Can you explain that? You said, how do you know a song that you didn't like and you repeat it? So when I asked, why do young people go choose the street life whenever they see they want to get a bigger home or they want to get a, a nice car and they don't want a job? Why is that the first thing that they choose? So are you, is, were you saying because they see it so much? Exactly. They 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 are they are formed by the environment. I have a garden behind our, our studio here. We at we at Radio that was, that was actually funded by uh, Prince, by the way, a community garden. And there was a watermelon garden uh, growing, and we had center blocks as the garden box. And this watermelon was developing inside this 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 the cylinder of one of these uh, center blocks. Of course, it did not grow properly. It, it wrapped around the center block. Its environment stunted its growth. And deformed it and our children because of their environment their growth has been stunted and most of that development has been um, 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 changed as a result it's been damaged and yeah. limited and this is by design they always say America is this great big melting pot but what, what is a melting pot a melting pot is um, um, uh, a mold that someone else has created and and the, it changes the physical properties of whatever you put into it to so you can fit into their system, you know, uh, you know, that's when they say you conform um, and we should not be about the business of conforming. Uh, okay. I think that we need to be about the business of transforming. And I hope that um, um, this, this, this challenge is well received and we can agree to uh, agree to disagree and, and figure out the Venn diagram or how we can come together to transform the society. So to answer the question is because they see it over and over again. So wouldn't it be a good thing if they if they was to see another way to do it? Exactly. They need to see the um, uh, the collective actions of others. They need to see um, a, um, a decrease of dependency on the system and an increase in interdependency upon each other and not simply material items as symbols of success. Um, I got I got I got to stop you right there because I, I I think that it's a slight strawman argument. So here's what I mean by that: you you're you're stating your response, but it's always like, well, uh, that's not success. You know, it's not putting out that the Rolls Royce is a success. I want to make it clear that's not what was said in my caption. That's not what I say. That's not what was stated on the video. So I get I agree with you. I do agree with that point. But when it pertains to my video and what we're talking about now, I never even hinted that uh, a car is that means you made it. I didn't say that a car means that you're successful. I already gave you the backstory about the car and where my position was. Yeah, so you good. I just so think anybody, that's the interpretation. Got I think it. that's so, an unfortunate interpretation. Yeah. So I just want to point out that the, the, the in response, let's address this part versus that, because I don't I don't agree with that either, saying that, hey, a car is success, a house is success. I mean, that's cool. But our job is to civilize the uncivilized. So my question is, in, in given that context, my question is, wouldn't it be good for them to see, hey, I can also get it by doing this? Because if you follow me, because the reason they find the dope boys is because that's what they see. That's what you that's what your answer is. They see it over and over again. This is what they like. They're young, they're impressionable, they're young, they want a car, they're young, they would like nice homes. I did too when I was younger. So wouldn't it be good for me to see, hey, 
I can do it over here. I can join maybe the Nation of Islam or whatever group. I can improve myself. I can get into self-improvement because these are not, these are things that I post about self-improvement, growing a study group, our study guys, collaborating with six to eight like-minded individuals, leaving the job. I quit my job. I dropped out of college. Like this is the story that I share all the time about not depending on the system and not depending on the white man. A white man haven't fed me nothing. In, in years, I've been doing for self for almost 10 years now. So, like, this is what they would see. Congratulations. So, wouldn't, so wouldn't it be good for them to see, like, oh, I can do it this way because we know the rapper's going to be there. In the movies, in the TV shows, in the music, they're pumping. This is the way to do it. Be a rapper. And we know they be lying. That's not even how they get it. So, shouldn't they see, hey, man, the sister, shoot, she a lawyer, but she hopped out of a, a Bentley if she want to. Man, she's a content creator. Man, he's a this. And it's helpful. Shouldn't they see another option? Because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us, you never have to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. But how can they see the clean one if they never see it? Well, I think a lot of our young people, unfortunately, uh, uh, are preferring the dirty glass. Um, mm -hmm. They drink. They drink. They drink more um, um, soda than, than water. They drink <laughs> more more liquor than than water. Um, they drink more Kool Aid um, than water. Uh, and we've seen successful um, 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 young people um, out of the hip hop. Shout out to Hip Hop Fifty. Look, I mean, we, the, the list is long. You know, Pop Smoke, Nipsey Hussle. Um, you know, all these dynamic uh, brothers who who created their own uh, opportunities for themselves and tried to take care of their their, um, um, their surrounding communities and still was cut down by that very people. That same sickness. Is in our community, so we, I can't, in all good, honest, um, uh, uh, honest integrity, say that um, that is liberating for us to have individual success. Um, we need to have collective success, and that collective success will be us doing for ourselves, providing resources for each other, bringing us us up, and addressing that sickness. Uh, this this um, eating us up like cancer. Um, um, the reason why um, we have um, some of the highest um, uh, murder rates um, in um, cities of color. We need to acknowledge that, and it's because of a lot of self hatred. It's because of a lot of um, jealousy. Uh, a lot of, um, in fact, that a lot of us love um, material items. I'm willing to die for those material items. So I can't embrace it without acknowledging the sickness of the situation that puts the value on it. And I'm glad that you, you know, you at again, you know, you see the this, uh, this distinguishing factor between the two, um, but a lot of uh, impressionable, undeveloped minds uh, who have been deformed by a limited environment um, do not, and there, there lies the problem. And um, I mean, there was HBO, I, I think it was, did a um, documentary on these people that won um, the lotto. You know, they got their dream come true, and they got all this money, and their lives ended up sad, sad. Um, so I want to make sure people understand that poor people have the luxury of thinking their lives will be better if only they had more money. But when rich people got problems, they commit suicide because they don't have that luxury. They know that the money wasn't really solving the problem to begin with. Yeah, it makes life a little bit more comfortable, but it's not going to solve your problems. You know, and I want people to understand that. And it's one of the things that have been used to maintain this system of inequity and sickness. Um, war makes money, 
So we can't just be about the business of making money because a lot of it is destructive. Um, um, I'm glad to know that on what you're doing and what you're um, promoting is not. But if you are uh, a dirty, dishonest scoundrel, you have a business edge. <laughs> you are likely to have an edge on an honest, you know, respectable businessman. Like you, someone you said earlier, how do I keep my ethics and my morals um, uh, and, and apply it to my business? I don't think you should separate them. I think you should be all of that at all times. I should deal with you fairly. You're my brother. I'm going to deal with you fairly. I should, I'm not going to be here to make a profit at all costs, mimicking the behavior of the oppressor. You know, you know, capitalism is the maximization of profit at all costs. If I got to sell you dirty water and your children are going to die, so be it, because that's what's going to make me money. You know, look in Jackson, Mississippi, look in Flint, Michigan. It's not it's not a game. So we can't mimic the presser and it can't be simply dollars and cents because sometimes it, the dollars don't make sense. You know, and um, from an impressionable mind, they can't tell the difference. Um, they're not going to be able to tell the difference. And um, uh, I know that's about our time here, but I hope something good can come out of this. I hope that our relationship um, uh, can be established out of this. Um, I hope that you um, um, look me up when, uh, when you are uh, in uh, D.C. and come through the nation's capital, because I have been thinking about this for uh, a few days, even before I saw your, um, your post. Um, I was thinking about the relationship between white tears and black gatekeepers and how the revolution will not be funded because of uh, acquiescence to those two factors. White tears don't want to be offensive, don't want to push no button. Again, black gatekeepers who are comfortable, who are living lives of luxury and want to maintain their um, their, their, their uh, privileged positions and don't want to rock the boat and how they have weaponized um, funding um, to prevent anything from actually challenging the status quo. And I'll close by this for those who don't understand what I'm saying. There's a, in, it's a, a nonprofit industrial complex. There's a military industrial complex. There's an entertainment industrial complex. The nonprofit industrial complex is an organization who don't really want to achieve the goals this organization is here to address. Otherwise, it works them out of a need to exist and, and, and will uh, erase the need for their funding. Military industrial complex means we, we don't want peace. We make money when it's war. So it's always going to be a war somewhere. We got to pop it off. That's the military industrial complex, why none of us are safe. And then the entertainment industrial complex is that it can't be too controversial. We, we do entertainment, not enlightenment. We don't want people to start to think. We have to keep them dancing, keep the negativity going, keep the liquor flowing. And you know that's what we're dealing with that maintains the stock status quo, that trifecta. And unless we are going to address and challenge any of that, then we are part of the problem. And us having a big house and a big car is not going to change anything. It might make us feel good and uh, look important to our friends and family, but it's not going to change the conditions in which we find ourselves. And I hope that we will have the wherewithal at some point to rise to the occasion. Yes, sir. Man, I thank you for coming on, man, and, and, and having the, uh, I ain't even going to say courage, just being a man and being willing to come on and speak face-to-face -face about, you know, our, our, our uh differences at the time. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that we actually uh, agree with 
Um, I think all your points that you were making about that type of mindset, I agree with. And it sounds like you didn't have any rebuttals to what I was said either. So I, I hope everyone who's in the audience can take this as an example that one thing we need to start doing in our communities is just going over conflict resolution. Um, a lot of us, uh, we, we are in a position that we in because uh, one person says something, then another person is saying something, but the minister teaches us, hey, man, your mother said three plus four equals seven. Mine says six plus one equals seven. We may be getting there differently, but we all get into the same answer, seven. We're going up two sides of the same mountain. We're going to be looking down at the same people, and we're just uh, not mature enough to have the conversation to understand the other person's perspective. Not talking so that, hey, man, it's my way or the highway. Understand the other person's perspective. To hear him talk about what he's saying, I understand now why he made the video. Inshallah, he understands why I made my video, but we could never get to this conclusion if we don't talk. We can never get to this conclusion if it's like, well, now you this and I'm that and we separate ways and I'm going to make a tweet about you. Then I'm going to make a whole rumor, but you never address me personally. Um, we are never getting nothing done. So this, I believe, is a part of the building process because we can come together, build buildings. We can come together, build restaurants. But what about when I got a problem with you and I'm slack talking to the other employee, but I never go directly to you? How can we build brotherhood when I got a problem with you and I never go directly to you? I go around and talk about something else. We can talk unity, but because of that, we'll never really come together and be solid because of the conversations are not had. So, man, I want to salute you for coming on, spending your time, your precious time, and uh, having this conversation with me today. And I wish you uh, continued success on your terms, uh, good health for you and your loved ones, and I hope to have the opportunity to share space with you um, sometime in the future. So um, stay in touch, and again, continue success on your terms, and um, much love to um, um, for you and the level of maturity that I wish that I had when I was your age, and you're giving me hope about the future, and it looks like that we are in good hands uh, as the nation continues to grow. Thank you, brother. Peace, brother. Peace. Man, great dialogue. He says success in my terms. What is success in Brother Ben X terms? Success is in my terms. Uh, utilizing your gift, striving to, uh, striving to accomplish something that's in line with the will of God and not having to compromise to get there. That's success to me. Because many of us got different goals. Many of us got different lanes and things that God has put us here for. So what am I striving for that's in line with the will of God? And I don't have to compromise. I don't have to go against my teaching. I don't have to go against my morals, my character to get there. To me, that's success. Material things can, man, that car can burn up tomorrow. Man, a house can get burned down by a house fire. The most important thing is me. And he says some, man, he says some good stuff. And, and I'm, I love this conversation because he was talking about how the, the mind, to me, this is just me speaking, it ain't no building that our people need. It ain't housing that our people need. We can build those things for them, yeah. But how they going to maintain it? I ain't, no, I ain't got no billions and trillions to be maintaining that for 40 million black people. What they need is a changed mind, and he said it too. So when we go out with that Final Call newspaper, when we're trying to introduce you to that Final Call newspaper, when we're trying to get you to come to study group, when we're trying to get you to come to the mosque, 
When we're trying to get you to come to the events that we have, that's the best thing that we can give you. But our people, watch this, our people looking for the material. Come on now, let's keep it real now. Now we say on one end, now material ain't everything. But if you go listen to Twitter, if you listen to Clubhouse, you listen to the critiques, what do they say? We need this. Where the business at? Where the farm? Where the building? Where the school? All material. They don't give a damn about where's the word. Where's the discipline? Where's the character? Where's the moral teaching? They don't ask about that. But that's the most important part because if we build a business, if we build a farm, if we build a restaurant with a bunch of niggas, it's going to turn into nigger business. And we're going to end up back in niggerville where the minister said many of us is at. So when you see that brother with the final call, hopefully after this conversation, you can say, man, I appreciate them brothers. I remember when I first came into the nation, people would say slick stuff. You know, they got y'all out there in the heat. You didn't say nothing when I was out in the heat with football pants, pads on, on my shoulders and head covered up. I got the shield on. It's 94 degrees. You saying, look at my nephew. Go ahead. But I got a suit on. And really, the suit really keep me from burning up because the sun has no direct contact with my skin. But y'all don't care nothing about that. Y'all say, oh, them niggas out there, he got them out there in the heat. And it's but you have nothing to say when I was playing football with all them pads on because we don't value the knowledge. See, we gotta. it can't be both ways. It can't be it's not about the material, but then when it's time to give you a word to change your life, we complain that that's not good enough. Everybody on Twitter, this is the, and, and clip this up. Everybody, Instagram, Facebook, everybody who say the teachings don't work. Oh, that's old school. Oh, they ain't did nothing. Bring them to me and I can guarantee you we can go through their life and we can show how they not applying them. I can say that soap don't work if I don't use the damn soap. Man, them teachings, man, them teachings don't work. Man, what have they done for us? What have they done in the last 30 years? Show me what you done done in the last three months that's in accord with the teachings and let's see. Let me show, show me how you've consistently tried to get with six to eight like-minded individuals and, and come together and build something for yourself. All your family members who sick, show me how you've applied how to eat to live in the last 365 days consistently. If you got beef with somebody, show me how you have went through time after time the process of atonement to heal them relationships that's messed up. See, don't tell me something don't work and you ain't applied it. So, the mindset and the word is the best thing that we can give our people. Not a car. He's right. He's absolutely right. Not a car. Not even a building. Not even giving them a business. Because business, you got to have, as my sister, great sister Sajda teaches us, you got to have emotional intelligence. Imagine giving somebody a business, now they're making six figures, and they ain't got emotional intelligence. How you going to handle your employees? How you going to handle when customers going to come after you for no reason at all? Yeah, you got to deal with that. How you going to handle when people saying stuff about you that you know is a lie? How you going to deal with that? How you going to handle your, 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 your people coming? Oh, they slacking off. Don't want to. How you going to deal with that if you ain't got the mindset and he got emotional intelligence? But like he said, some people, brothers and sisters, they not going to listen until they see it. I got proof. I've been doing this, man, for seven years. I got posts out there that if you just followed it from the minister, it'll blow your mind. It had two comments. 
but let some let 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 me do something wrong. Oh, it's gonna be all kind of tweets about it, posts about it, DMing people about it. Man, you heard you did you hear? And you don't even know what you heard because they don't know what they heard. But did you hear what they did? Yeah, I mean, I heard it. Why didn't you come directly to me? Ask me. We I don't mind being transparent. Let's open up the books. <laughs> so yeah, man, I I I I thank him for this dialogue, and I want to give y'all some more of the minister. Uh, here, and I want because I don't want y'all to think. Oh, he just he changing the teaching because you hear people say that. Oh, man, that, that, that ain't got nothing to do. But many people ain't never heard the minister say what I, what I played today, that he want us to have the luxury cars. We'll be deceptive and say, no, that don't mean the luxury cars. See, he talking about the luxury mindset and the, the luxury spiritual. No, you heard him. Luxury car. You heard him. A house like this one. We, we try to change the meanings of luxury. You know, luxury means something. No, 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 no. You heard what he said. And I do this because it's somebody that's watching that's saying, man, I want a better life. But people is putting stuff in your head that got you thinking that you got to stay poor in the, in the condition that you're in. I've had people come in under my post saying, oh, you know, that's again, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say poor righteous teacher. You see this? You see, you see how, they, how they try to weaponize the teachings? It was a brother that was 5% trying to do this. I ain't even going to say his name because some of y'all, a lot of y'all probably know him. Say, yeah, we supposed to be poor, righteous teacher. Then I found in the table talks, somebody else asked the Honorable Elijah Muhammad directly on the table talks, what did that mean? It didn't mean be poor. That didn't have nothing to do with being poor. But they'll tell you that because you knew coming in, you don't understand, and you think, oh, damn, okay, we supposed to be poor. He ain't never said that. He said we supposed to, you get the best that the enemy makes, but Live within your means. That don't mean go get no credit and try to go get a home now if you can't afford it. But ain't nothing wrong with working your way up. And hear it directly from the minister, because I know y'all ain't going to believe me. Now, I got on snake skin. I could wear Tom McCann just as nice. But I could afford the snake skin. Maybe you can. Well, what you can afford? The idea is to cover your foot, not to keep up with the Joneses. That's right. That's right. I wear a leather coat. I went and bought it. I liked it. Yes, sir. It had mink on the inside. I bought it. I could afford it. I'm not trying to lead you to break your neck to try to keep up with me. You'll be able to wear the best, but don't start there. I didn't. Start where it's comfortable for you. That's thinking unemotional. That's very mathematical, very practical. I'm just going to get me a pair of shoes. I want the best, but I can't afford it. When you go to buy a car, what, what do you really want? You want the best. Anybody in here that don't want the best, raise your hand. You see any hands raised, brother? No, sir. You know why you want the best? Because you are the best. You are the best. But... If you cannot afford the best, 
then you gotta teach us. Suppress the emotion and heighten the reason. Well, I do want a Mercedes Benz. I just can't afford that bad boy. But I do want to ride. So I'm gonna get me a Chevy. It ain't the best, but I'll get the best in the Chevy department. They got this nice looking Caprice. It ain't what I want, but it's what I can afford right now. And I know the white man not gonna come and get it three months from now because I can't make the payment. Think intelligently, brother. You're going to be able to get the best that is in the world, but you don't start there. You start where you can afford. Come on now, the best in the world, Craig. Come on, brothers and sisters, man. We ain't got to settle. You ain't got to settle, black man. You ain't got to settle, black woman. Go be the best. Stay within your means now. But man, be the best. Shoot, as, as, as much hell as we have caught in this America, getting the worst of the worst, man, go get the best. And listen, here's my thing. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. If that Rolls Royce costs uh, $5,000 to buy a cash, guess what I'm going to do? Buy it. I got it because I like it. I ain't getting it. You know how many high-dollar high, high cars... That's ugly to me. They ugly. I ain't getting them because of the, the price of it. It look good. I like the features. Man, got the pull-out door. Then it got the seats and the back seat. Let back. It's, it, I feel it's comfortable. It's like y'all y'all don't, everybody don't ride spirit. Spirit what? Spirit affordable. But spirit might have, they may land wrong. I may want a smooth landing. I might want to be on Southwest so I can get a good seating. You know, back don't be hurting. Ain't nothing wrong with you wanting a, 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 a better, com be comfortable, and you get what you like. Some people like motorcycles. I don't like it. I mean, I do like them, but I ain't getting no motorcycle. So I get what I like. Get what you like, black man, if you can afford it. Now, this, now watch this. Now, let me get you the balance. But never at the expense of the mission. And that's what the brother was speaking about. I agree with that. Get the best, but never at the expense of the mission or the people. So that's our criterion. That's our standard. That's how we measure. Okay, I want this. Ain't nothing wrong with me getting it. But am I compromising something? If I'm compromising something, then I'm wrong. If, if I'm, if I'm, you see what I'm saying? If I'm going against something, then it's wrong. But ain't nothing wrong with you doing it by, by, by righteous means. If you don't believe me, because I know what somebody thinking, somebody saying, yeah, Brother Ben, that was an old lecture of the minister. That was, you know, that was back in the times. All right, well, here go his 90th birthday. Hold on, let me, let me find it. I know I got it on here. Oh, man, I ain't got it on here. All right, here, let me go find it, because I got it. You know, I got to have my receipts, man, because I know y'all ain't going to take my word for it. I'm just little brother Ben X, but I know if y'all hear from the minister, he, he did it hit your spirit a little different. Let me see if I can find it. I done lost it. I done lost it. Dang, I done lost it, y'all. Hold on. Stay around. It ain't going to be gone too long. Here we go. Wait. 
All right, here we go. And God is not angry that, that we drive in a nice car or that we live in a nice home because that's what the Savior promised all of us. Luxury, money, good homes, and friendships in all walk of life. The reward of faith. Now, as I close, I've been doing this thing where I put in the chat on our power call, his ways is not our ways, his thoughts is not our thoughts. One, on one end, we hear everybody ain't going to be able to do that. But what did the minister say Master Farah Muhammad said? Did y'all hear him? Master Farah Muhammad wanted some of us. Come on now, quote what he said. Now, if we don't believe, the minister also got a lecture in belief in Allah. He said, if we don't believe it, we won't achieve it. We won't accomplish it. If we don't even believe it. Did he say Master Farah Muhammad wanted just a portion of us to have it? What did he say, y'all? Did he say just, just some of us, just 5% of us? What did he say? That's what the Savior's wanted us all to have. We heard, it in both, we heard it in both videos. So if it's all, they either, he either don't know what he's talking about or he do. That's how I see it. It's kind of like when we say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You either, that's either real, you either believe that or you don't. It's either he said he want us all to have it or is it, because I didn't hear him say some. So what do you believe? See, now we got to challenge our belief now. Some of us think, man, it ain't, it ain't really all of us. It's just, it's just some of us. So is he lying? Uh-oh, is the God lying? I'm just saying now. I'm just saying. But the minister gave us the balance. It's not that once you just join your hand, raise your hand, that you're going to get it. It's promised based on the prerequisite, you doing the work and the assignment that he gave us in the problem or in, in our lessons. When we, when we do the mission at our highest potential, this is what comes with it. Because look at what it say. After learning uh, uh, Islam, which is mathematics, mathematics is Islam. Well, what is Islam? Islam is what? Submission to the will of God. So after we what? Submit to the will of God. It says after learning. Then you must learn how to use it. This is our supreme wisdom, product number 13. It says then you must learn how to use it. Then it says to get what? Luxury. And where it says, and that is luxury, money, good homes, and friendship of all walks of life. Well, we're taught that Islam is submission to the will of God. So to me, that's just how I'm seeing it. I'm not saying this is, I'm just saying me. After I learn and, and submit to the will of God, we already know his will because we've been given our assignment. We've been given our mission. Then you must learn what? How to use it to get some benefit while you live. 
That is luxury money. Good home. So it's an order. It's not get the luxury and then learn Islam. No, 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 no. It gave us the proper order. And if we follow the proper order, then we good. But if we do the opposite, then yes, we are wrong. If you think it's about the material, but you ain't got to submit first. If you, when it says, seek ye first, watch this now, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness, then all things will be added on to you. So if we go and try to get the cause and the luxury and the things and then try to, that's wrong. But if you, you know, man, I submitted first. Man, I, I, I seek ye first the kingdom of God first, and you should have no reason to be guilty or feel guilty. You should have no reason to be ashamed. You should have no reason to feel like, ah, I don't know if I, man, go get it if you can afford it. Because we got the blueprint. We got how to, we got the steps and what to follow. If we follow the steps, shouldn't nobody have nothing to say. And if they have something to say, watch this. All praise is due to Allah. That's between them and the God. But the God said he want this for me. So who you upset with, me or the God? Oh, God. Oh, say, boy, he gave me that one. I wasn't even trying to say that there. If, if, if he gave it to you, who, who they upset? Is, is they upset with you or the God? If the, I'm just, I'm just, just simple mathematics. If, the, if he's saying the God, he said that ain't the one the Savior wanted you to have. So if you got it. If they mad at you, you got you to gotta tell them, put that anger where it really need to be at. You mad at the God. You ain't mad at me. Don't take it out on me for doing, give, getting what the God wanted me to have. <laughs> Woo! But listen, man, I hope this was an inspiring video. Uh, on, on a serious note, though, I hope that this uh, showed us what true dialogue can do. I think it was a great dialogue, respectable dialogue. And uh, I hope this inspires us from y'all here in the minutes maybe some of y'all haven't seen some of those clips to go out and do the work, man, because as he said, it's, it's, it's faith. Once we have a faith, we can do this. And I'm going to close with what the minister said. He said he would not rest. Do y'all want the minister to rest? Come on now, put, if y'all want the minister to get some rest and have peace of mind, person number one. Now, of course, this ain't the only things that will help him rest. It's us coming together. We heard the other thing. We it's coming together, doing what we supposed to do, seeking refuge in Allah. Uh, 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 what else has He taught us? Uh, uh, settle our differences. All that stuff is what helping rest too. But I gotta bring the balance because if you know if we scared to bring this balance, I bring the balance. We didn't heard all the spiritual part, so I'm not saying that these are the only things that the minister has said. He said all these things, but if you haven't heard it, I want you to hear it. So you can hear what the minister wants for you. So you don't, so you're not running around here thinking it's only for a select few. Master Father Muhammad came in to make us all gods, man. All of us. And the minister said that his life, he wanted us to pattern his life after him. That means we're supposed to be in a position, not his position per se, like I'm in the seat. But the way he lived his life in the what he has and what his friendships of all walks of life and how he said, look at what the minister said. If y'all follow me talking to his ministers and people that follow him, if y'all follow me better, you wouldn't have to worry about your expenses. Come on now. He's given us the drippings. He's given us the game. What he's telling us, if we follow him, we can get some of the same perks that he have. So I want you to know that master father Muhammad came and chose you personally too. Some of y'all feel left out. I don't care about what you feel like your minister ain't doing for you. Your captain not acknowledging you, your lieutenant. Hey, man, we signed our name to the God. 
That's what my student minister taught me. So deal with it. That's a part of the process, having to deal with the struggles of people. But man, hey, I came here for the God. I'm seeking my refuge. And, and he handpicked you like Brother Jabril said. So man, that's my father. That's your father. So as we close, let's close out with the minister's words. Assalamu alaikum. From the depth of my heart, I will not rest until you live in a home like this one, until you drive luxury automobiles, until you wear the best clothing that the enemy makes, or until you make the best for yourself. You deserve the best. Now remember what the Savior said. Work cheerfully and fear not you are the best the righteous the powerful dear beloved followers work cheerfully